So welcome to Montana Voices Podcast. We are in Season 3, and we are opening up Episode 1 with a uh, straight banger here with a special guest. We, of course, have Bryce, as always, and James Banfield is joining us as well. How's it going? James, I'm honored that you could be here with us today on our season premiere of Season 3. I'm glad you guys are having me. Well, it is a pleasure, and we are not completely strangers. Like, decades ago, me and... I don't know, were you there, Bryce, when we worked in the call center? Back when Great yeah. Falls had call centers? Oh, we had we had a band together, I tell you what. And this sort of... Not musically, but... Feels like we're getting the band back together here. And for... I mean, everyone in Great Falls is going to know exactly who James Banfield is, but we are going to let you introduce yourself and your qualifications and everything. So, as Jim said there, my name is James Banfield. I'm actually here on as part of the Great Falls LGBTQ Center. I am the president over there. Uh, I am also the president for the Great Falls Gaming Rendezvous, as well as a avid Ghostbusters fan, as I'm sure anybody who knows me is fully aware of and has seen my car. Which is not a 59 Caddy, I will point that out. There's discrepancies. Sadly, no. It's it's a new age. The dawning of a new age. And I tell you what, when you say the Ghostbusters guy anywhere in town, people say, oh, you mean this this guy? And Oh, yeah. It's always pointing back to Mr. One James Bamfield there, you know? We're getting a little ahead of ourselves here. Um, One thing at a time. Let's go ahead and get get the business out of the way here uh everyone i'm sure you've already been to the site you're probably listening to it right now but on our website of course montanavoicespodcast.com if you'd like to hit us up with any questions concerns or if you'd like to be on the show much like our friend james banfield here our email address is montanavoices at gmail.com our twitter handle is going to be at montana underscore voices our facebook is at montana voices podcast and you can look us up on youtube by searching montana voices podcast as well and then uh, as of recently here jim i understand you've uh, taken to the talk yeah we are TikToking daily news updates under three minutes and it's the news and unlike this show it's no opinion it's i i simply read you the news that's pretty great uh we'll admit i don't have a TikTok still so this is all uh jim project side and uh, i'm pretty proud of what it's turned into yeah uh, actually it gets well i don't know what tiktok numbers they're all chinese numbers so it's hard to know if they're more or less but um views in the thousands daily so it's pretty incredible what's happening over there it's uh, challenging our, our regular <laughs> viewership um the idea was to plug the cast on tiktok um and i, I guess now we're plugging both ways yeah i was gonna say it sounds like it's Getting close there to rivaling our, you know, normal numbers there potentially, but you know, maybe, maybe on someday. Yeah, if I'm in charge of keeping track of those numbers, so I'm not sure. So <laughs> there's a way to do it. I don't know, but there's many thousands of li- listeners. So let's uh, jump right into local elections, I guess, because we'll stick to Great Falls for this because this was just a municipal election. So there's no big statewide news to report on here. Just the uh, local stuff where. Um, Bob Kelly is going to remain your guys' mayor. Say your guys' because I'm in a county far away. but And that should be the surprise of nobody. I mean, got twice as many votes as Fred Burrow. But with the city commission, there was a few upsets there. There was, how many, how many people were running? Like six, five, six? Oh, geez. It was like, uh, gosh, it was like a, the, a conference for the Blue Man group, you know? Just all, all the different groups of Blue Men coming together. 
well, with some of this batch, I think it might closely relate to Slipknot. And you're like, how many are there? Well, no, that's the thing. There's like, there's a Blue Man group. Each group is three, but they'll have shows put on in, you know, Vegas, and there'll be one in Toronto at the same time. Really? There's several different out- outfits. Yeah. They're kind of like a motorcycle gang, but with uh, strange musical pipes instead of Harleys. You know, it, it was akin to that, or Slipknot. And, and just like the reference. Harley people, they blue men also like to dress up, so, with paint, because they're blue. Yeah, you know, we're uh, we're working through some stuff. <laughs> well, there's also been an upset, and I just added this, and I didn't tell anybody about it, because I just saw it before we got on, but uh, Hauk has resigned. He's no longer on the city commission as of tomorrow, so maybe as of when our listeners are hearing this cast, there is an opening in the city commission that's going to be filled by a popular vote among the commissioners. And sounds like some turmoil. I was going to ask about that because I saw as well that she had resigned and I thought that it was going to go to like, you know, number three here, but we're going to do a popular vote, huh? Well, amongst the commission, the commissioners will vote on it. So not necessarily a popular vote. Oh, that doesn't sound like it's going to cause a fiasco in the slightest. Uh, I look forward to the normal rags trashing whomever, but... So, with the commission, the two new members are uh, McKenney and Wolf, who had a little under 5,000 votes for McKenney, a little over 6,000 for Wolf, and they are Cascade County, or excuse me, Great Falls, new city commissioners. And another one's going to be appointed. Um, it could be James. Jeez, sounds like it there. President of two groups, mister? Soon Gosh, why not add a commissioner? You know, you, I, I, the only other famous commissioner I can think of is uh, Commissioner Gordon. So I, I think this is a role yeah. you could step into easily enough. I mean, I've got a fancy dressed up car. I just, you know, need to have a boy wonder, I guess. What does a commissioner even do in this town? Write anonymous articles. That's what I, yeah. I mean, it sounds like there's just got a lot of free time there. But, you know, what, what do I know? I'm, I'm no commissioner. Anyways, uh, Mayor Kelly there has won it again. Yeah, despite so some people's efforts, because there was a... feels like these people on the extremely far right, the, the new, they're the uh, re, Tea Party Reborn, I feel, are extremely vocal. So the <laughs> same argument we hear all the time, like with the Let's Go Branding crowd, they're like, well, everybody hates the guy. How can he possibly want a popular election? And it's like, your people are just loudmouths. Uh, it's sort of what it comes down to. They're the <laughs> loudest voice in the room consistently. So with all the riffraff we were hearing going from the right about the hand-picked, uh, you know, sort of cookie-cutter candidates, um, with six of them, there were a few of them that I, that I felt were just sort of the, you know, far-right, you know, sweethearts. I felt like, uh, I think that Taroski gal, and uh, who's G.I. Joe in this whole? Uh, co- <laughs> Alleged uh, Mr. Copeland there, I believe. Yeah, he got into some trouble. We'll get to him in a second. So so the sweethearts, the ultra-right sweethearts, did not win this election, which I think is telling because, you know, in the midterms, we, of course, saw the red wave sweep across pretty much the entire country, especially Montana. But here we are, and we're seeing a, I guess, answer to that with more moderate candidates that got in. I guess we'll find out. Yeah. I honest, you know, to be on, to be completely honest with you, Jim, I didn't pay attention. I forgot to change my registration when I moved. 
I didn't even vote this time because, like, you know, we got all these new voter laws, and so, like, I did not pay attention. So Yeah, no uh, you know, more same-day registration. Bryce. I am on this one. I'm on this roller coaster now. Bryce, you, you've lost the right to complain. That's what's happened here. Uh, momentarily. <laughs> uh, oh, well, yeah, here you are in front of a microphone, so. We'll... <laughs> we needed to start season three. Well, well, we are. You live in a city now, so. You're you're no longer Indeed. Uh, you know off the grid. Yep. No, I uh, moved in inside of city limits here. We're no longer on county land. You had to sell your goats and, and chickens. Uh, yeah, you know the uh, livestock is all haggled away with the neighbors. So you know they'll uh, make fine meals one day. I'm certain things things will work out all right there. You know, I now am on a sewer system here in town. Well, so that so is not your yard. Impressive. Revolutionary. Pretty revolutionary stuff we got going on here. You know. Uh, there's sound ordinances, so that's kind of lame. Uh, you have to cr- cut your grass. I'm not a ma- massive fan of that, but at the same time, I suppose it makes things look nicer. You pay so. a kid to do that. Yeah, you know, pros and cons. Double-edged sword, I suppose. But on the I'm, I'm happy to be there. here. <laughs> I bet. Uh, closer to civilization. And, and I was I lived in or owned a, a trailer in Lockwood because that's all there is to own in Lockwood for a while, a long time ago, but it was a, I was somewhat active in politics and was a big thing at the time because Lockwood is not part of Billings, although Billings is on both sides of Lockwood, completely surrounding it. They're sort of like Black Eagle. Is yeah, Lockwood's just the, uh, I suppose there's just the, uh, the, the strip club and the gas station there. And oh, there's a mecca truck couple stop. Rail no, they got all the way out in Johnson Lane. There's like two different huge mega truck stops now, so it's improved out there. But Billings was on all sides of it, and I remember a city commission meeting where they were hearing about, this comes up every you know five years or so, where somebody's like, why aren't we part of Billings? Somebody asked that question. Um, seems like it would work out well for us. They'd like pave our streets and give us sewers and you know have police out here, which could be useful for Lockwood. It's a criminal haven out there, Bryce. But uh, <laughs> What could possibly draw in that crowd? But... I just remember one very angry old guy. He's like, we don't need the city coming in here and paving our roads and putting in sewers. And he said it all angry <laughs> like that was a bad thing. Oh, yeah, that's exactly what my old area sounds like because uh, it was very much, you know, you could see city land on all sides of you, but you were on the county land. <laughs> oh, imagine 10,000 trailers, each with their own septic system. It's literally a city built on its own crap. Yeah, right? Like, what if your drainage field, you know, ends up going out? I uh, guess I'll just dig into the, my neighbor's drainage field. Easy enough. Well, what's this? Uh, speaking of the city commission, she won, Susan Wolf. Uh, you have a note here about her, but I don't understand the context. Is she a wolf in sheep's clothing? <laughs> what is that even supposed to mean, Bryce? I'll let you explain. Oh, there was a, a, new, a news article, under, a recent local news article I saw that said, be careful uh, this person is could be. Yeah, it alluded to her being either a wolf in sheep's clothes or a werewolf or something. I didn't get the full context myself, but either way, uh, it sounded like it was just making fun of her last name. And um, well, she was the more moderate candidate. I know it was the uh, those ECD beat people that did a thing on it. And by people, I mean that Phil guy and Rick Tryon uh, taking the cheap shot at somebody over their last name. That's totally them. And we, and, and James, uh, to, to clue you in, 
Um, I don't know how many of these casts we've listened to. There's far too many. I mean, we go on for hours and like weekly for the last what four years? How long has it been, Bryce? Jeez. Um, but so there's more. <laughs> so when somebody hasn't listened to a cast, even if they they claim to be fans, I, I don't disparage them or feel bad about it because there's just too much of it to listen to but we had an episode last year where we geez spent an hour investigating and i came to the conclusion that e-city beat and rick tryon were guilty of electioneering and that somebody should potentially look into that and i know you're you're an outstanding guy i'm not going to lure you into making statements here um but you know we are recording james just so you're clear but (laughs) we'll get to that in a second but yeah, I completely lost my train of thought, I think. But that's where we're coming from with that, with the E-City Beat, where Rick Tryon writes articles, and you're sure that they're written by him um, because they're against his opponents in various the two elections he's been involved in. But yet those are the ones that are they pull out the E-City Beat you know, moniker for, written by the staff of this you know opinion blog that doesn't have a staff, except for <laughs> Rick Tryon. Anyway... You're you're very wise, James, and not jumping in on that because the political anything is it'll pull you down. Think he it's came like here to talk sand. about that, Jim. No, oh, he didn't. <laughs> like, like obviously, I have my own opinions, but uh, unfortunately, being here as a representative of the center, I have to hold my tongue a little bit just because my thoughts are my thoughts, not of the center. So, right, I understand <laughs> completely, and you're you're this. This is like quicksand. It will bring you in, and people. <laughs> some people will love you, and some people will egg your car. There, there's crazies out there. It's just the with me having an easy to find car. The whole egging of the car thing is kind of a terrifying thought. Yeah, I don't even know why you're bringing this up, Jim. Like, uh, seriously, <laughs> well, I, I can't imagine anybody ever egging your car because one, but my car got egged. Your car got egged. Yeah. Well, was it a result of the cast? I don't know because it was during our, uh, you know. It was after season two got over with there, you know? So it's hard to say unless someone had a lot of free time and went back and listened to two seasons worth and mistook, mistaken me for that other weirdo. Hard, I, I don't think so. I think it was just a random hoodlum. But either, either way, regardless, regardless, James, let's move on. Uh, the let's center, you know, what, 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 tell us about the center here. You know, what, what, what do you got going on there? What do you do there? So as a president, of course, I'm mostly here to make sure that, you know, functions run smoothly, meetings go off without a hitch, make sure that we're doing what we can for our community. It's a joint effort between myself and our board, of course. We have a slew of services we offer to the community, ranging from assistance in legal matters for name changes, ranging over to free and confidential HIV STD testing at the actual center itself from time to time, as well as community outreach events such as potlucks, and just recently our trunk or treat event we just had. I saw that. I saw you guys setting up. It was at the uh, Paris Gibson Center, right? It was. Yeah, we had half the lot rented out for the evening. Nice. What, yeah, they rent I parking saw, lots. Like, I was on. Oh. I'm sorry. What, Jim? I'm saying they rent parking lots. It's a parking lot. Nobody's yeah. parking there. That's. A- well, the, the space itself is from Paris Gibson, and because they are, um, I believe what it is, is because they are funded by donations. They do need, you know, financial income wherever they can get it. So it's a nice little thing. It helps us. It helps them. Everybody wins in the end. Uh, I think you're it's telling me that, property there, that yeah. private, but Tracy Howe continues to fleece America as a whole. That's what Oh, my God, Jim. Stop it. <laughs> 
Stop it. That is one percent a joke, but leading back to an old <laughs> This is why when we, I thought this would be all right because we both know James somewhat well. No, it's it's it's, a, it's, a hundred, it's all right. It's, it's okay. A, well, we are very bitter <laughs> that she is leaving because we don't feel that uh, it's it's fair. We we understand circumstance and all that, but uh, Northup Grum, yeah. that's where she's going. going. You know, so yeah, we said our piece. We said our piece. Moving on. It's a potlucks. Tell us about the potlucks. So unfortunately, we haven't had any recently just because of the entirety ah. of the ongoing pandemic. But we actually are planning on doing a small one coming up here. Uh, sorry, dates are eluding me now. The 27th, so the Saturday after Thanksgiving, we're going to have a small get-together, kind of a Friendsgiving thing. The center itself will provide the main entrees, and then we'll have kind of a potluck style for the other dishes. Yeah, make- I love a good potluck, I tell you what. How, oh, they're great. How do we get in on this potluck is, the, of course, the next question. Uh, so we are still in the planning phases. Nothing has been officially posted yet, for lack of a better word. Um, the date is secured. We do have the space and all that jazz. But if you want to look at our website, the Facebook page at Great Falls LGBTQ Center, we do post our events there. So once that does go live, we'll have more details in the coming days. And off if we go there, you will see uh, James and the Trunk or Treat event, which... Uh, Looked like a blast. I drove by you um, dressed up in costume to go to a wedding that wasn't a costume wedding that same day. So, fortunately, I could not stop and visit. I wanted to. Bummer. I, I appreciate the mindset. We had it, – it was a blast. We had um, – we went into it hoping to get at least 300 kids. I had no way of being able to actually keep track of how many trick-or-treaters we had coming through, but we were easily up in, this, in the 550s to 600 that we saw in that four-hour span. Oh, that's awesome. I ended up seeing yeah. you later on that day, I believe, down at uh, the Golden Corral, or the the artist formerly known as the Gordon Golden Corral. Yes. Uh, so we had we had the Trunk or Treat event for the center on Saturday, and then I personally went over to the Trunk or Treat event that Game Night Lounge, which is now at the, you know, at the artist formerly known as the Golden Corral. I went uh, there personally and handed out candy as well there, and Thank goodness that uh, the community rallied around me for that because I think I spent two hundred and two hundred and thirty dollars roughly on candy and another twenty on allergy friendly candy. After all three trunk or treat events, I have one small bowl left of candy. At at the one you saw me at, at game night, I think I saw about seven hundred kids. Oh wow! Good on you, James. That was an amazing thing. I love the setup you guys had there with the Ghostbusters, you know? Oh, yeah, I mean, no, I, I... I don't know if I ever told you this, but I was not allowed to watch Ghostbusters as a child. Really? Yeah. Yeah, they got a building. You know, I was part of a uh, religious group there that was against the uh, festivities and anything to do with the mysticism of sorts there, you know? So Ghostbusters was one of the, the big... Um, would you say taboo items there that you know was also highly sought after? A I can understand that. So I yeah, mean, you know, you, and for like myself and a lot of others, you know, we get out and like, well, I've never seen Ghostbusters. You know, uh, what's that about? And then you end up watching it, and it's like, wow, this is quite an amazing film. This is oh, a, yeah. a polarizing subject. First Ghostbusters. Great. Second Ghostbusters, great concept. I loved it, but as I understand it, it sucked. 
For the most part, yeah, I would agree with you on that one. The second Ghostbusters wasn't too bad. It really did pave the way for the franchise to continue, but there's always going to be a special spot in everybody's heart for the OG. And it's impossible to follow that up. I mean, it's legend at this point. Oh, no. Exactly. Well, I mean, when you have a film with Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd playing opposites to each other. Like, that's just, you, you can't top that. From what I understand, the video game that they came out with, they put a lot of effort, including getting the original cast back in. They, so it's it seemed to be a little known fact. Um, the video game was actually supposed to be Ghostbusters 3. So they had a script, they being Dan Aykroyd and Ivan Rittman. They had a script for Ghostbusters 3 that never really hit production. So what they did instead was kind of rolled it into the video game. So Ghostbusters, the video game, is essentially the spiritual successor to the Ghostbusters franchise. Uh, what platforms is that on? Just who knows off the top of their head. I know it's on Steam at least. I believe it's on PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360. And there was also a Wii version, but the Wii version was incredibly stylized and kind of didn't focus too much on the actual story that was presented in the other versions of the game. Wait, like the handheld Wii or the, the Wii from 2000, was that, 7? Yeah, the Wii from 2007, the nunchucks that almost really? always got embedded into a TV somewhere. Ah, uh, yeah. Let's see your uh, Nintendo Switch, your Xbox One, and your PlayStation 4, and your Windows. Oh, yeah, it did uh, just come on the Switch. Also, a note here that says that um, Apple users are uh, not good. Yeah, no one cares so. about them Apple users. But Linux, also not listed, it seems. Well, that's because no one knows what that is. Well, this cast is open sourced, I assure you. Thank God. <laughs> so, <laughs> we got sidetracked in Ghostbusters, but back to the center and some of the services they offer. Sounds like a lot of community outreach is their... What do we have? I'm asking because I legitimately don't know. Because um, I really don't live in Great Falls. So um, any sort of rest, like a shelter of any sort, or does it uh, refer you to those services? Or what happens at the at the place if somebody... We, so we are not equipped at this time to handle emergency situations of that nature. Uh, you know, housing crises things of that nature. We do, however, have resources within the community that we can refer out to. So if someone's in need of, say, a psychologist, we do have gender-affirming medical professionals within the town that they can be that they can utilize that we can refer them to at any time. With that, that's, that's interesting because I can think of situations where somebody who's having, for lack of a better term, and there's going to be a lot of education here, um, because I recognize as sort of a one, a mostly white, straight male, that it's not my spot to speak here, um, but also if I would like to be considered an ally, of course. So what I can do with that, but also acknowledging that this isn't my spotlight. Yeah, and I understand that. And that's, ironically enough, kind of something that I personally also feel <laughs> kind of a weird issue with, because I am a large, straight-passing cishet male so from the outside looking in you wouldn't assume that i am anything but an ally to the center so i always have a small bit of i guess imposter syndrome is probably the best way to describe it just because i feel like i can't fully speak on these matters and there are some matters i won't be able to fully speak on 
for example, uh, issues with transitioning from male to female or female to male, things of that nature, just because I haven't lived through that. But the, the great thing about the LGBTQ community is that it's embracing, it is always adapting, and it's always learning. As long as you're willing to be open-minded and willing to learn, you're always willing to, you're always able to help in the community, which is just great. Right where you want to be, but like I said, not, not my spotlight and not, because it, it feels weird. Like I would feel uncomfortable in, in your spot, um, simply because of those same feelings that you have, that you aren't ever going to have these experiences that the people that you were, you know, propped up to help are probably currently experiencing. So that's, I understand the difficulty in that and the difficulty of especially doing that in, in Great Falls where it's not always been historically friendly, unfortunately, and a lot of progress has been yeah. there. Great Falls is far from the worst in Montana, but there's still a lot of the old mindset. For example, well, this is you know just all rhetoric hearsay, but whatever. Um, I was in Great Falls about a couple months ago. I was visiting my mom, and I had needed a shirt. So I went to Target and get up a shirt. It was right after Pride Month. Was that a couple months ago? But I was I went to yes. Target to buy a shirt and I found a shirt in my size, which rarely happens because I'm a big guy. Target doesn't carry two XL. But I found a two XL shirt that said Ally. I'm like, this is super cool. I'm gonna wear it. So wear the shirt. Don't think anything of it. Go to the Home Depot. Someone calls me the F word. Um, do I need to, <laughs> do I need to explain? What? Yeah, at the Home Seriously? Depot. And I was like, I was I was like, yeah, I've been called that before. I was like, yeah. And what's your point? Uh, I mean, I'm just rolling with it. And the same thing is like let's get out of here. And him and his you know, truck buddy left. And I was like, huh, I thought I was going to fight somebody, which it's been a long time since I fought anybody. But if there's a reason to fight, <laughs> that might yeah, be at it. the Home Depot of all places. Yeah. Like, come on, pal, can't you just go buy people? your drill and then I can buy my sandpaper and then we can go about our business. Like we both, neither of us want to <laughs> be here for the fourth time today. I just couldn't believe that experience happened. And for somebody like me where that, it doesn't make a difference to me. I, could care less about it. You you called me a name. It's not even the right name. Like um, people sometimes. I I said white-ish earlier. I'm not quite white. I'm a little dark. But I've been called racial slurs from Native Americans before. I'm like, geez, you can't even get the right racial slur. Maybe that might have some effect for me if you use the right, you know, people. But I, I can just oh, imagine yeah, for, for somebody who's for some for some people being jerks. You know, it's just it doesn't matter. They'll just call you something if they think it sticks. You know. Exactly. And yeah, yeah, and it's it's unfortunate that it happened. I've actually ironically enough had something similar to that happen because I you know, as soon as I learned how to sew, I actually picked up the needle and all that jazz and ended up making myself and a couple other board members uh center masks. So it's you know the rainbow fabric has a logo on the left cheek and I actually wore that to Home Depot. The same had, Home Depot. It's always Home Depot. It, I, I think it's just the bravada of men just comes out in Home Depot because I got to get my drill and I got to show my wife how manly I am. I get, I, I don't know. Either I mean, way, man, same sort of thing. I'm, not, I'm right. I'm right there. Like, where, where's that son of a bitch with with the orange apron at? I just saw him three <laughs> seconds ago. Where'd he go? Yeah, the get moment you here. consciously think that you need help, they just know and they hide. Oh, jeez. Well, yeah, you know, I, I knew what Jim's saying there though with. Uh, you know, not knowing, wanting to help, but not knowing how to help there in that sense, because on top of that, I'm sure going into a position of like a, you know, El Presidente like that, um, you know, 
that that seen as a position of power, but at the same time, like you want to use your, you know, maybe I'm just assuming here, but I, I imagine that you'd want to use the, that persona that's percepted by strangers of you um, to, you know, for, for the for, for the uses of good, I guess. Yeah, I and how you're... I could say that better, but uh, and, and, and... and I guess that gets somewhat into the. I just found out about white savior complex the other day and like, man, that's something to stick away from to an extent there. But, you know, it, these are all very tricky situations to jump through anymore. And it's like, man, how can I just do what I can to help out? Uh, the biggest thing that I've always, always seen and always kept in the back of my mind, even before I was associated with the center at any degree for that matter, um, Think back to your school days. You remember how whenever there was always that there's always somebody talking about classes, stuff like that, that, you know, bullying won't be allowed on campus, stuff like that. You know, make sure that if somebody's bullying a kid, step up, say it's wrong, get an adult. It as silly as it is to say, that's kind of the same mentality you want to drag into this. If you happen to see somebody who is, you know, in that community, whether they really are, or like Jim was saying, just unfortunately getting the backhand of somebody who doesn't know any better and using the wrong slurs, you know, step in, say something, help out however you can. Because more often than not, it's just somebody trying to throw their weight around literally over somebody who is more often not physically smaller than them. And they feel like they can get away with it and call them all these slurs just because who's going to stand up? You know, people like like us, like myself, Bryce, and and, and, and James are where even though this isn't our our movement wherever we can is to stand up and I guess be that voice for somebody who's not going to speak for themselves uh, some, because they got a lifetime of oppression on this very subject probably behind them. So to both be supportive and but also I won't hijack the movement. I'm not qualified to be the president, James. So or. Sorry, I keep on calling you James, but I keep I have to do that because we call you Bam in our circle, going way back. And either is fine. <laughs> I mean, it, it, at this point in time, the Bamfield name is synonymous with me anymore. It seems so. Well, but I, I understand where you're coming from with the whole "don't want to steal the movement" thing because it's it's a tricky situation. Because again, you don't want to be the one to you don't want to try and become a martyr for a cause that isn't yours. Is what a kind of feels like you're driving at there and i i understand that but at the same time like being an ally is being able to stand up with those in the community and and offer them a helping hand when they need it and no doubt from um, the other yeah, perspective with being, that in mind go ahead bryce more than one minority personally i i see this happen a lot where it's somebody who's hasn't lived the same life i have who maybe even comes i see as a point of privilege who's getting all upset speaking for you know my people uh, which in my case is going to be mexican asians maybe probably some indian we'll associate lightly with them simply because most mexicans are also indian but also them not considering themselves indian is a another thing of imperialism a long way way past but people speaking on behalf of mexicans who aren't mexican themselves and, and on one hand i'm like well it's great that you know we're being seen and and somebody's speaking for us but there's Plenty of us to speak for ourselves is sort of the other side of the coin that I feel on the same subject. So, yeah, and there's there's a healthy balance you got to respect there. So you don't want to be, you don't want to 
again, it's going back to being a martyr for lack of a better word. You don't want to sit there and somebody mentions the word, you know, gay and you jump over like, hey, I know all about that. When, you know, like you said, you haven't lived that life. You don't understand it firsthand. What you really want to be more attuned with, and that's where that balance comes in, is being able to be a be a helping hand in the event that you see see oppression against those in the community. Well, let's. Uh, uh, I go. saw it once on a uh, mug, and like it was the the funniest uh, saying I ever saw was, uh, "May you uh, do everything in life with the confidence of a mediocre white male." And like, boy, I tell you what, that one stuck. Anyway, well, we uh, we talked about the center. Did we want to touch on the gaming community for a moment? Because that you. Oh yeah, <laughs> your other government that you're yeah. uh, fronting. <laughs> How many agencies? Were well, El President. Could we also say that you're chairman of the board? I think we should. I'm going to have to ask you to get out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean I had. I had that kind of weird realization a couple of days ago, actually, because, again, going back to the fact that we've known each other for a while, I actually posted on Facebook that I had this odd realization that I'm kind of a weird, silent pillar in the community, which sounds cocky to say out loud. But considering the fact that, you know, I president for two boards and I help out in a bunch of different ways around the community on the back end. So I, you know, I'm just a faceless body in the back helping out. It's just weird to think that I actually do help. It's just. A weird revelation to come to. Oh, I know what you mean. We, we too, in a lot of respects, also feel like, uh, and not necessarily in the more visible sense, but definitely in a more like man behind the curtain vibe. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's, uh, you know, who, who watches the Watchmen here? You know, the man behind yeah. the man. Behind the man. Yeah, we're uh, keeping uh, those yeah. Watchmen of Watchmen in check. Um, I, I would hope. Uh, I would like to think we had some effect in this last election. So we're making progress where we can, Bryce. Yeah, you know, um, we we try. So the Great Falls Gaming Rendezvous um, was that was the I know there's a big event that you you throw on every year, or at least I have seen. Um, did that get canceled this year, or, or was that last year? I'm thinking of uh, COVID, probably uh, related. Both actually. So we actually hold it the weekend before indigenous people's day is what it is so it's the friday saturday sunday prior to with monday just kind of being the wind down day pack up get out of the hotel space sort of thing we did have to cancel our 2020 and 2021 conventions just due to the pandemic as well um 2020 there was there wasn't a snowball's chance in hell we were going to be able to hold that one safely and 2000 this year 2021 we weren't able to do either just because unfortunately cascade county's numbers were not somewhere where we felt we could safely hold it yeah you don't want to end up getting into the paper there for starting an outbreak exactly doesn't bode well for like, 22. <laughs> it really does not i like i constantly joke around with it i love being able to sit at a table and argue with somebody else about what counts as an improvised weapon i just don't want that improvised weapon to be my own breath <laughs> yeah i'll get the last laugh on this one <laughs> <laughs> great falls gaming rendezvous is kind of a, a weird thing in itself just because there is the 501c3 status which is the actual the incorporation which holds the convention great falls gaming rendezvous the convention and that is how we we essentially collect funds for the 501c3 side of things and help our partners which happens to be slitten cancer and the university of providence 
We do also make donations from time to time to other pertinent groups. Last year, we made a donation to the Great Falls Food Shelter, or sorry, the Great Falls Food Bank. And the year before that, we actually ended up making a donation to the, and I apologize, I can't remember the group's name. It's the anti, it's the suicide awareness group up in Canada. Um, unfortunately, one of our guests of honor, the 2019 year, her fiance uh, ended up ending his life a little short. So we wanted to make a donation in her name to them on behalf of the, the convention. Have so. you guys considered, like, if, if um, you know, numbers don't die down here for the next year, doing something on Twitch like what Games Done Quick does at all? We've, we've debated that. The problem with online events, and this is kind of what killed it for us as well, is that trying to plan something of that nature that fast for us would have been kind of a headache. And on top of that, other conventions of the same nature and same size as us do not get much of a collection around them. Um, I think we were seeing roughly like maybe 10 to like 5 to 10 percent of normal attendance at those kind of events in other places around the states that held an online event. So we just kind of opted to not go with that. What we are planning on doing, though, is doing a kind of a smaller dance. That way what we can do is limit how many bodies are going to be present and uh, be able to have contact tracing and kind of, you know, keep a handhold on what's going on there. With the convention being at a hotel, we really can't control who's coming through the main space just because it's a hotel. But in the event that we were to do a, like a prom or a geeky dance, stuff like that, we could easily make sure that the space we rent is just utilized for us to elite, allow us to do contact tracing in a much more efficient manner. It's like a video game prom or like a essentially, uh, yeah, a cosplay prom. That'd be cool. Cosplay be prom is more what we were aiming for with some, you know, board games and dice games on the side. Um, the the rendezvous is more dedicated to tabletop games, so you know, board games, Dungeons and Dragons, other dice based role playing systems. We do usually have a video game room that usually gets a lot of a lot of attention, but the main focus is tabletop games. I assume there's a lot of I chess see. there as well. The original you're gonna hate, tabletop You're going to hate me, but not as much as there should Too be. pretentious. Yeah, it's, we, we said no. no. Um, Your gameplay I, is slow. The graphics suck. <laughs> yeah, they only have I so much time my... in, the, in the venue. They have to get everyone out. <laughs> But uh, no, it, we actually don't, unfortunately. But it's funny you say that because uh, one of my board members over at the LGBTQ Center is an avid chess player. And he wants to try and kind of do a handshake between us, a chess night going there at the convention, trying to do a chess tournament. Oh, would he be interested in doing a uh, chess game against Montana Voices podcast, perhaps? I'll bring out he my best might. game for that. We'll have to find out because uh, yeah, this is this would be against Jim. I, I I'm not good at chess, and I'm I've been trying to get you into that. And not I'm particularly gonna... fond of the game either, if I'm being quite honest. But uh, you know, it's uh, I, I do enjoy a good chess joke though. Well, ask them what their rated rating is. I am a uh, fifteen hundred plus or minus probably fifty, um, and that's pretty pretty middle of the tier on average. So I'll say I'm, I, chess gets way too complex, and people get way way into it so be forewarned that if you do that some old guys are going to show up and start table topping you guys and <laughs> i i used to play magic the gathering from... i understand <laughs> oh it's it's the same crowd but older wealthier and more pretentious 
They just show up in Corvettes with the AARP memberships now. But that's exactly what happened. We used to have a chess night over at uh, No Dice, which No Dice is no more. They changed names, right? Yeah, and, they are now downtown dicing games. Uh, well, it was No Dice for those, like, you know, Dice, K-N-O-W. Weird thing. So we used to do a, a game. A Sounds chess like game. they found some dice. Yeah, uh-huh. they, they found some. <laughs> but we used to have a, a, which started out as sort of a just a gathering of a few people playing chess. There was like three of us, um, just some friends, and... We didn't tell anybody that we were having a chess night there, but suddenly these old guys start showing up and just schooling everyone. And that, that'll that happen. There's a, uh, a homeless guy I play down at Liquid Planet uh, in downtown Missoula. He's there every Thursday. He sets up his board. My sister told me about him. Like, there's an old guy who brings out a board and just waits for people to play. I'm like, I'll be there. Show this old guy what's what. <laughs> and that is not what happened. I got shown what's what. And he can... <laughs> it's always the old guys that have been playing this since they were seven. Yeah, no, it's the old guys. They'll show up and there, uh, if there's a chess game, and then uh, any place that has coffee at an early hour, always McDonald's. Uh, the McDonald's in town, I can't tell you. It used to be hard. I've gone there in the morning be because I try to get there, you know, because I'm up early to get to work as well. Yeah, but that six, if you get there at like, you know, 5.55, like there will be a group you know it, it's akin to like when you were in elementary school waiting to get get inside the building when it was cold out you know and yeah, the, the, these dudes just hovering around the sliding doors just waiting to get into mcdonald's just to sit have their coffee so they can hang out times have and, changed uh, it, 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 it's a beautiful thing i can't wait to get to that point <laughs> you can just that's the only thing you do is you get up at 5 30 in the morning and get your what else are you gonna do pull out the mothballs from your pinstripe jacket and Get yeah, on over I, there. Gotta head on down to the McDonald's and you know. And what do you, what else? I I I want to know what happens the rest of the day there. You know. Oh, this is so. why I, I sort of started Montana Burger Review. That's a YouTube channel. You can go to that and see me review burgers and eat burgers, many of them. But it's, I'm in a couple of them as well. Y- you are, you are. I, I think you were in the Roadhouse one, down in Great, great uh, Burgers. Oh. Yeah, I believe Roadhouse and then uh, Burger Bunker. Burger Bunker, uh, yeah. oh, you sh- you would be in Burger Dive if there was a Burger Dive one, but someday. Um, but anyway, it's just that small town feel where, the small restaurant feel, where the old people, that's where they hang out in the morning, every morning, literally every morning. And I remember in Laurel, Montana, it used to be the Owl Cafe before they closed, and then, yeah, it was Burger King, but they changed it. They no longer had the pot coffee that sat there and burned all day, and the old people hated that. The fresh coffee, they were not a fan of at all. So they went back to Hardy. It's funny. Laurel yeah. Burger King lost the, the, the $5 coffee in revenue wars. that day. Coffee wars have always fascinated me. My dad used to work for the cable company here in town. The cable company for the longest time, McDonald's was their turf. So like every morning, it'd be nothing but all the cable company cars, uh, you know, lined up at the McDonald's there because they'd all be hanging out there. Uh, but all the CenturyLink guys, they all got Burger King. <laughs> So, oh, that sucks. You know. Second tier CenturyLink. <laughs> right. <laughs> you come in second place with your copper. That's what you get. But they're right next to each other. I expect a turf war. Like uh, uh, the new CenturyLink guy didn't know when he parked in the McDonald's parking lot. <laughs> right. Uh, and just, <laughs> bunch of spectators. Nothing. Hey, hey. Like, gets to the other lot and they're just like, man, you are lucky you got out of there with your truck still. So anyways, so, yeah, that, that's just some. Fun industry humor there for you. Uh, you know, we're, we're moving on from here. Um, 
well, I had weed on the thing, but that gets pretty political. So, well, the heading was weed, the, the treading <laughs> continues, which is, we will save that for the next cast with another special guest who is the person to talk to about weed. Gosh, I hope so. Uh, you know, going on here, um, Banfield, are you a fan of local music? They used to be. Um, so as as you know, I used to date a gal who was a guitarist here in town. Mm-hmm. I used to palp around to a bunch of the, the local scenes and stuff like that. I used to live downtown and could go to all the the best venues we had to offer on Great Fox. Oh. Unfortunately, with me getting all my fingers in so many different pies, I haven't been able to go out and about as much as I as I would like to. Well, the best venue's gone, but I, I tell I know what you mean, man. Uh, yeah, back alley, I, I never got a place there. I'm mad enough that. to admit I cried when it closed. I, you know, if if I could get one spot to reopen in town, it'd be the back alley. I absolutely miss. When there'd be Jim, when there would be a heavy metal show, and it'd be a three-piecer playing up there, and you couldn't hear anything because it was so loud, and it was a, you know a room the they size had of the bathroom Marshall stall. stacks in this area the size of a garage. Exactly, like, yeah. Frank was eleven. Full Marshall stacks, <laughs> and it was just a row of six dudes standing in a line. All just right in front of the band, you know, three feet away, and everyone's just slamming their heads together, and you know, it, it was a beautiful thing, beautiful thing. It really was spiritual. I, I never got to play that venue, and I will be forever be, uh, you know, saddened, and I missed out. You can't go back. I'm always curious what happened to Steve-O's sofa. Oh yeah, they uh, a, it was yeah, apparently zoom? that red couch. Though. I I don't know. I hope. I only remember again lived downtown, so it was always that urban legend of somewhere downtown has Steve O's sofa, and apparently it happened to be the back alley. Wow, is that? Oh, I used to sit on that sofa all the, sofa? the time because I would my friends would go and they'd be moshing, and I I would just sit there and I would drink white claws, and I, I never put two like I I had heard about the sofa, but. Never about its location. What, so everything uh, was going fine before you started drinking those water beers, Bryce. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, they're revolutionary. A revolutionary. Uh, I mean, they came about in 2019. What else happened in 2019? Oh, uh, well, yeah, things were a lot nicer. <laughs> uh, well, for the first half of it. Um, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I say that with a huge caveat carrot there, you know. At least we didn't have COVID. Yeah. Speaking of COVID, let's segue into COVID without getting political, and because I'm just going to ask, how has that affected the uh, the center and your operations? Obviously, you're as I think a normal person taking it seriously. I mean, you've got center masks. I I didn't know you made those, so I've seen a few people yeah. with the, uh, the the center masks on. Um, so they're a hot commodity, apparently. Yeah, I, ironically, as far as masks go from my front, I couldn't find a mask that actually fit my fat head properly. So I decided to grab a sewing machine, learn how to sew. Ironically enough, I sold enough of my kind of crappy masks off the crappy sewing machine to buy a really nice sewing machine that I made more better masks with. The ones you see, of course, being the center masks. Okay, I have to ask because my wife is a seamstress. I'm gonna what ask what the kind of machine question. you on now? It is a Brother HC eighteen fifty. It's it's a nice middle of the road machine. I mean, I can quit with it if I wanted to. I don't think I'm gonna quite go, you know, that seamstressy quite yet. But 
I'll definitely break it out for masks and costumes and stuff of that nature. Is that the uh, the digital model or? Yeah, it's a digital one. I got the the lovely little digital screen with like a hundred and I think a hundred and ninety different stitch settings it has. But oh, well, I mean, you should if it's your machine. There, you I mean, well, I've got apparently is... the same machine, and uh, it was like apparently it's the same model number. It has the the panel, and you can do hundreds of different stitches. But, oh, yeah, I think a, a model I'm... up actually incorporates USB in it, and I don't know what you do with that USB. Um, but something. you could probably do like AutoCAD implementations. AutoCAD I imagine. sewing. Oh, this is next level stuff. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's wild. These machines. I don't even know it's how much. Out a floor plan. This one. It it really pains my wallet to think how much I paid for this machine. It's a Genome, but Genome is that a life. is that a high end brand? <laughs> yeah, I, it, yeah. It seemed like it when I paid for it. Because <laughs> I know you go to the sewing shop and you're like, "What kind of? I've got this machine." They're like, "You don't need that junk. We don't service that crap." <laughs> Like oh, well, what should I get? Oh they, yeah, man! They show you this machine. It's the same. You know, it's, you've never heard of it, and it's ten thousand dollars. If there's one thing that we uh, love and appreciate here, James, it's it's a good pretentious group of underground uh, enthusiasts, regardless <laughs> of the subject matter at hand. Uh, you know, we love uh, different Reddit groups with uh, you know the snark communities that just get on each other. Uh, personally, I love the Teen Mom subreddit because it's just nothing but crazy arguments in there. The welding subreddit's probably the, the oh. most insane oh, one. Welding's the worst. The welding, no matter I, how um, you're doing it, you make less money than this other guy that's telling you he screwed your mom. Um, every <laughs> Xbox Live I've seen some zingers. And yeah, um, you know, that, that might be perfect work, but uh, this guy will tell you that you know if, if he handed in work like that, he would have been fired 20 years ago. The uh, biggest gatekeepers out there, and other pretentious. Let's uh, we'll plug some local things in here. Uh, I don't know if you visited the. Uh, it's not really new. It's no longer Rod's Music and Sound. It's Todd's Music and Sound in a completely different location. Yeah, it, actually, trust, need to go bug them at some point. Go bug them. All right, it is an amazing place. Hit up Todd's Music and Sound. Uh, my guy, not uh, Todd. My, my guy Mike is working there. And uh, wait, Mike, the old guy. Mike's still there? Mike Larson. The old guy, right? No. New oh, Mike. New Mike. This, uh, is this is young Mike. Oh, geez. They replaced it. Like, oh, what was his name? Mike? They, they didn't They didn't replace No, you're thinking of Gary, I think. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking of Gary. So he's got a sidekick. They're like cookie cutter, Rod's music and sound, the next generation. It's, uh, I don't know, dude. It, it, it's a really nice operation. I need to head into that store, too, here. But I've seen what they've done on the Facebook and then just talking to Mike a couple times about what they've got going on down there. And like, they've got like a loan program you can do now for, you know, getting an instrument. Uh, they still do the layaway. They got some awesome new endorsement deals with uh, different vendors. Uh, Schechter, they're oh, still nice. doing vendors. So uh, I know we didn't want to get political here, but uh, James, I do have to ask uh, when uh, piano Pat's position showed up, uh, were you in favor of, of the new choice? I love Corda. I, I do. He's, he's an awesome musician. I haven't, I sadly have not had the chance to listen to him live, but I think the next chance I get to go get a fishbowl, I've got to go see oh, him. Oh, it, I, I highly recommend you head on down there. I wouldn't get the fishbowl because the sugar intake on that is, uh, through the roof. It just makes my hand yeah. shake thinking about it. But I tell you, what, I hand it down there and I grab a Jack and Coke or a, 
Miller Light, and uh, you know it is some great tunes. It's a it's a fun time. She can't be replaced, uh, legend, but Corda is certainly uh, giving it a good run, and they, they they picked the right guy. I mean, I didn't know any of the other people. They certainly sounded like talented musicians, but uh, Corda well, was the right oh, guy. Absolutely, and the way I th- I feel that people should look at it here is like uh, you know, Piano Pat was an artist. You know, it wasn't. Uh, she, she, you know, the sip and dip was just a venue, that was, and that was her residency it there. Was her, but her venue, and it wouldn't be the sip and dip as we know it today without her. Or problem, who knows? Maybe not even open the uh, sip and dip and the O'Hare and Clark and Louis surprise me at their viability every time I'm there. This is still here, and everything else in downtown's closed. But good job, guys. Oh no, that place uh, is always a packed house, and that's uh, you know. Piano pad aside, you know, bless her heart. I love piano pad as well. She was a sweetheart. She's amazing. But uh, that place still, the vibe, the atmosphere, everything about that place, it's uh, it's a special facility. There is a greatness to it. And now the court is in there all the same, you know. I love heading in there now and grabbing a drink. Absolutely. You know, and it's, he, he too. it's akin to swinging by the cigar and, uh, and grabbing one. Uh, you just stop it. The cigar changed. I remember. I am old enough to remember when the club cigar was an old man's, you know, drunk bar. Um, not so much anymore. Uh, darn no, there's still, there's still. If you, if you head in there like before five o'clock. Or, oh yeah. Or the people that are there when it open. They, they open at eight or ten. <laughs> Bars open at eight sometimes. That seems weird to me. Yeah, it's just a matter of who's hanging out at wait. It's you know, the, like I said, it's the old guys waiting outside of McDonald's at five in the morning. You know, if the bartender shows up and there's someone out there, he's like, well, whatever. You just come inside so you don't weird out everybody out there. Yeah, no, but once um, that seven eight o'clock hour rolls around and the music starts cranking up a bit, and they all kind of start to saunter out. Probably for the best. Well, we've been to the Club Cigar. We've been to. Uh... Clark and Louise, and I was going to say Corda is a smart man, just like Bam is, because I have yet to be able to, to corner him into politics. Uh, he too, uh, like like you, he has very strong opinions on things. If you know him well enough, he'll tell you what those are. But just from his public persona, you would have no idea what side of the aisle he's on. Which I, I think he likes it that way. So he's uh, listen to you kissing and telling. <laughs> Well, I, I didn't tell you what they were, but uh, I just uh, know him from, well, a number of places. Of course, Great Falls High, and he was the owner of the downtown doghouse, the best hot dogs I've ever had. Um, rest in peace, downtown doghouse. It was too bad. They did you wrong. Whoever it was, they did you wrong, because that should still be there. But but who knows what the future will hold for that. Maybe that could be added to Clark and Louie's. They can get in the hot dogs. Who knows? Oh, wouldn't that be something? Oh, I should bring that up. I, you know, that's the next uh, seed we should plant in this town. I tell you what, let's get everybody talking about the downtown doghouse, and we'll uh, get it back on the menu. Meat's back on the menu, I'm, boys. I'm all for getting some hot dogs going around town. Like, don't get me wrong, I love a good burger, but I feel like we've got too many burger places and not enough hot dog places. Well, yeah, the hot dog's always seen as like a, you know, an alternative for the picky child in the family. You know, at least in this house. Yeah. But, you know, these kids eat even though, you know, they're picky. They still end up pretentious with it, you know, T-Brew National all the way here. 
Of course, <laughs> nothing else in this. Of course, you're. Yeah, we only neighbor. we only answer to a higher authority in this household. It seems. Uh, you know, either way, I'd like to see that as well. A place that's got some specialty dogs to it. Again, that would be glorious. I know and... that. Um, I know we have Firehouse Steamers, which isn't too bad. They are unfortunately about two blocks away from me, which means I go there way too much for lunch. I we know that feeling. Yeah, working down. Need a place close and doghouse. Yeah, they are definitely un- underrepresented. And I don't know the full story of why the downtown doghouse closed. Uh, uh, maybe a story for a future cast. We'll we'll see and or for. Yeah, and perhaps we do an expose on it there. Sixty minutes. Well, um, other things we have on the list. Uh, we're gonna shame community members, but uh, I think we're uh, past that. I guess. Did, did we shame them all? Has the right shame gone around, Bryce? I think that this community uh, is full aware of you know who should be shameful of what. They and, they you know, know what they did. You know, regardless, I feel like we really, uh, you know, already said a lot of you know more uncomfortable, inappropriate things here than we should have. That's and, the point uh, I was trying to make earlier. That when we have a guest on, typically just one of us runs with it, um, because me and Bryce do this so often that we we have this rapport. And uh, sometimes it felt like I was forgetting to include Bam, or or we were simple because of how how long we've done this, I guess. So to avoid that dynamic, we usually run solo when we have a guest on. But we'll have to work on our rapport, Bryce. We're we're professionals here. But uh, speaking of shaming, we're you know we haven't actually gone live in a while ourselves, Jim. Uh, maybe we should do a live one here. Yeah, we we absolutely can. Uh, well, obviously not this one since we've already done the majority of it. But I am totally down for another live. When's the last live one we did? Was that Tim Johnson? Or is that... No, we went live with Jasmine Taylor. That was the last live one we did, and that was almost two years ago. Or that was years. live. Yeah, that was live. Yeah. You were there, Bryce. Wow. It was yeah, live. no, I was there. I'm trying to think if we actually streamed that out. And yeah, that was... Uh, wow. So, that, and that, two years ago, that was a long time. We've been we've been at this ago. for quite a while. It's That's quite when a profession. she was. No, this was that. Uh, no, that was the midterms. It wasn't that long ago. She was running for House District Twenty Five or whatever it was. Um, uh, unfortunately, she didn't. She didn't win that one. But uh, we reserve live for our best people. Um, for example, Jeremy Trebus. We did not go live with that guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like I don't know so what this guy's going to say. Uh, we'll keep this. Keep trade. going. <laughs> Uh, Anyways, well, let's, um, uh, now that we've dabbled in politics, Bamfield, Bamfield, uh, Bam, Bam, or Bamfield, we'll uh, we'll ask the question. James, what's the next event that the center has going on? So we're actually doing weekly Saturday movies. So we, you know, set up the our our AmeriCorps Vista. Her name's Robin. Set up the center to be more of a hang place than strictly business. We got a TV mounted in there, so every Saturday we're doing movie showings. Our next major event is going to be on the 27th of Friendsgiving, as well as our participation in the Parade of Lights. Nice. Are you guys putting a float in? Chances are we'll probably be using my car, just because it's slowly becoming the staple of the center. And with (laughs) all the lights that are already on there, it's already Christmas Freddy. And a megaphone. They just got to wrap a couple more... uh... And the wheels around it, and she's good to go, huh? Pretty much. We were actually debating doing like a Clark Griswold sort of thing, throwing a tree on top, since I got some roof rails now. Oh, that'd be fun. 
do That'd it. Be fun. Do it. You know, if you guys could, uh, it's a shame that we have to get such a ridiculously large tree that's, you know, also probably harmful to cut down such a massive one like that. But it, it'd be great if we could get a nice, small, shitty tree for the town and you know that and then you could deliver the tree on on, on the uh back of the subaru there i'll never forget was it um it was it, i believe it was pierce david pierce pierce auto is that the guy jim no he was a guy was a guy he, he, did he pass away no i well i don't know he's he's probably he sold pierce so did he oh. sell it to uh lithia or okay. now it's yeah, it's all it's Olivia. Or right. whatever. Or now like, it's Taylor's, I, I think. Where to God that he was um the Santa one year, but I remember I remember distinctly the Santa one year, like saying hello to all the kids and stuff, and then immediately he went into how broke the city was and how this is like, you know, <laughs> we're lucky we could afford to turn the lights on even. So pay up, you terrible people. <laughs> and like it was hilarious because everyone showed up for a great time. And he guilted everybody into not paying enough money for this stuff. Anyway. I remember one uh, former sportscaster, Heath Hagem, once told me that uh, he was working, I believe it was at KFUB at the time, but he had just moved the giant uh, sheriff's badge that Pierce used to wear on the commercials. Remember? I remember. He, like, had moved the badge, but, like, when he moved it, it, like, fell behind a desk or something. And I guess uh, Pierce got, like, livid pissed because <laughs> he thought that uh, Heath had, like, hidden his sheriff's badge. I always thought that was just a funny <laughs> thought, you know, Pierce getting angry about his large childlike sheriff's badge. Well, we are uh, oh, a bit over an hour here, so let's uh, get towards wrapping this up. Uh any uh, well, any last remarks from uh, our special guest, uh, Bam or James Vanfield, uh, pillar of the community? I guess feel free to say hi. Have you ever seen me out and about? I, you know, as I said multiple times, I do have a very recognizable card, and people tend to come over and say hi, anyways. But you know, and we will put the always happy in front of your car as a thumbnail on this cat. Perfect. No hiding <laughs> anymore. So Bryce, uh, if you walk us through the uh, the business here, and uh, yeah, don't forget to add TikTok. Oh, yeah. Well, what's the TikTok handle? How about you start us out with that? Oh, it's just uh, at Montana Voices Podcast. By the way, <sighs> there's a Montana Voice out there. We are not associated with that guy at all, just to be clear. Yeah, it's it's some dude in Plentywood or something. We, uh, he, he I don't says know. He's it wasn't even worth looking into. No, um, I've never listened to his cast, so I'm not saying it as if he's done anything wrong. I don't know, but he definitely ripped off our name and, and then tried to say he's been doing this for 14 years. Yeah, all we know is he ain't us, all right? Yeah. And we're just two guys sitting in basements or garages, just a couple guys with microphones asking people questions. Uh, so you're asking questions. We're idiots. TikTok at Montana Voices Podcast. Our website, montanavoicespodcast.com. Our email address, if you'd like to be on or you have any questions or concerns, it's going to be montanavoices at gmail.com. Twitter account is going to be at Montana underscore voices. Facebook at Montana Voices Podcast. And our YouTube, Montana Voices Podcast. Just go and search that and find all our episodes. Uh, again, James, thank you so much for being on the cast. We hope to have you again on in the future. Um, 
you know, thank you. That's all I can say from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so much for our. Uh, of course, it was a blast community. being on tonight. 